Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. All right y'all, so I want to dive right in today because I truly believe someone needs to hear this and not just someone, but some ones, a few of y'all out there need to be reminded that you have a story to tell. Matter of fact, you don't just have one story, you have stories, okay? Our lives are testimonies. They are testimonies of God's glory, of how God has brought us through, how we have overcome, how he made ways out of no way. But it's simple. How can other people know about this God that we serve, about this God who makes ways out of no way, about this God who is the Prince of Peace, about this God who, you know, splits seas so that people can walk through? How how they know about him if we don't share what's going on? And yes, we have the Bible, right? The Bible is filled with parables and stories and testimonies of those who came before us. In Hebrews, it talks about the cloud of witnesses that we have, right? The the faith hall of fame with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Ruth and all of these people who are cheering and rooting us on. But for some individuals, these stories are nothing more than like fairy tales, unfortunately. But it's because they don't know these people personally to talk to them, to talk about their experience. I'll take one person, for example, Job, okay? I wish that I could sit down and talk to Job because I wanna know Job, seriously, dude, like you are totally a man of faith, a man of integrity. But after going through all that you went through, what was it really on the inside of you that just refused to deny God and just die? Even your wife, the closest person to you, was like, just deny him and die because she couldn't bear to watch you go through what you were going through. And that right there is a story and a testimony within itself that even when the people closest to you, I mean, Job had his friends who were to come and comfort him and they had good intentions. We know those friends who have good intentions that come to to comfort us and to just, you know, support us through whatever it is that we're going through, but they just don't have the right words. They just don't really understand the situation enough to bring you comfort. And it's almost like, why are you here? I I know you love me. I know you care about me. But in this moment, you are adding to my misery or you are adding to my pain. The the words that Anthony tells me this all the time. He's like, Hannah is how you say it, because I can be a very literal person. So I'll just, you know, and I'm sharing a little bit of his story and I hope he doesn't mind. But, um, you know, Anthony has been on this health journey, you know, and he's doing it mainly for himself because he's like, I want to be here for my family. I want to be here for my kids, you know. And so um, he's he's been on this health journey. And when we are together, 
he does better or it is easier for him because I'm the one who prepares his meals. You know what I'm saying? Unless he is out and majority of the time I prepare his lunch. So when he's at work, he's still eating the things that he's supposed to. But if there aren't any leftovers or I don't, you know, make him lunch, then he's kind of on his own. But usually he'll call me and he'll just be like, hey, what should I get for lunch? You know, just to kind of have that accountability. But when he's traveling, it's different. And yes, can he call me on the phone and ask me what should I eat, stuff like that? Of course he could. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, I got to make this work for myself. So it's a little bit harder because he has to focus and think on it more. So, you know, as his accountability partner, I'll check in on him like, hey, how you doing on your health journey? You know, have you been, you know, able to get to the gym to work out, you know, in times that you don't, are you able to walk? And so the other day we were having a conversation and um, he was talking to AJ about because both him and AJ, you know, they're holding each other accountable. Right. And so I hear him mention to AJ about like, hey, did you do your workout today? So after he finished talking to AJ, I was like, all right, I'm gonna check up on you too. Hey, did you get a chance to go to the gym today? You know, um, and I ended up saying to him because he was like, nah, I didn't get a chance to go. I was like, but y'all had a late day today. Like you could have got up and went to the gym. Matter of fact, you could go get a quick 30 minute workout right now. Right. And so then I ended up saying, I was like, um, you know, I'm, I'm just saying you you wanted to be able to maintain your health journey even while you were away. Now, here I am with all good intentions and I'm I'm saying to him, like I'm thinking on this side of the phone that I'm, you know, being that good accountability partner just to push him and to say like, hey, you know, I'm just holding you to what you said. And I guess the way I said it, it was not received very well. And I mean, it didn't turn into no argument or nothing like that. But he was just like, um, you know, you could have said that a little differently. And I get it. It's a touchy subject. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't know all the things that may have been going on in his head as I was saying it. Um, I did ask him for feedback, like, well, what did I say or how I said it that, you know, came off a little harsh and whatnot. But my whole point of bringing that story up is, is that we have people in our lives, just like Job's friends with good intentions that's trying to, you know, hold you accountable. But when you when your friends don't really understand what it is that you're going through. Um, they may not say the right things and what they say may not feel very uplifting or encouraging to you. And the things that Job's friends were saying to him were not encouraging or to him at all. As a matter of fact, they kept telling him, you have to be going through this because you did something wrong. Just repent and God will forgive you. And little to their knowledge, that is not why Job was going through what he was going through. He was going through what he was going through because God was like, I know you can handle it. I know you're not finna denounce me. And I'm finna prove to the devil that, you know, it's not just because of what I give you. It's not just because of what you have, why you serve me. You serve me because you truly love me and you truly know who I am in your life. And so that story about Job, even though Job didn't even know why he was going through the things he was going through. I mean, he was even questioning God. Job was like, God, like, I I hate the day that I was born. Like I 
I don't understand why you're allowing this to happen to me. Why are you letting me go through this right now? And my question to Job is, is like, Job, I've read your story. I, you know, me as the reader, I knew why you were going what you were going through. But you yourself, because you were in it, you did not know that there was a conversation that happened <laughs> between God and the enemy about you and that this was you being tested. You, you didn't know these things. So what on the inside of you kept you from denying him and just trusting like even though you question like God why have you taken your hand of protection off of me like what does Lord at this point just kill me and let me die like I don't want to deny you but kill me and let me die like seriously he I, I want to have a conversation with him to understand like how did you do that because even in my faith walk, sometimes when I go through stuff, as much faith as I have, I be like, Lord, help this unbelief <laughs> in the back of my mind because I know you have done it for others. I know you've made ways out of no, you've made ways out of no way for me. But in this moment, I don't see the good. I know all is working for my good, but I don't see it, Lord. And I'm just, there's a part of me that's just like, will you do it again? <laughs> will you do it again for me? I have the faith to believe that you can do it. Yes, I have the faith to believe that you are able to do it for others. But in this moment, will you do it for me? Am I having a Job moment in my life? And it's not even like God didn't do it for Job. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to get so caught up on the story of Job with you guys. I want to talk about your stories. I want you to tell the stories of what you've been through. Because see, the thing is, is, is that there is someone that needs to hear what you have gone through. And just like Job, I know I said I didn't want to stay on him, but there's so much about his story that is a blessing to our lives. And the reason why is because even with Job's friends, they thought he was going through the things he was going through because Job had messed up somewhere along the line, that he had sinned, that he had did something wrong. How many of us, when we see the storms of life roll down our street and decide to just sit on top of our house, that we feel like, Lord, what is it that I have done? Is there something that I did not repent of that you're allowing me to go through this? We quit. Now, is it true that sometimes you can do something that causes a disruption to your life. Yes, that is true, but that is not always the case. Sometimes we go through things. God allows us to suffer because he is trying to show his glory in our life. He is trying to, he's going to use that. The The Bible says that, that God can use all things. When, when Joseph's brothers intended evil for him, the response was what you intended for evil worked out for the good and not just for the good of Joseph but for the good of and, and not just for the good of Joseph or the good of Joseph's family but for the children of Israel some of the things that you are going through it's not just because of you and, and that's where we get caught up in selfishness because we so focus on ourselves and the pain that we're going through but sometimes the pain that we go through is for the the generational curses being broken off of our children being broken off of our family being broken off of those who are connected to us and so when you get past when we because I include myself in that I have to remind myself of that which is why I'm here today to remind you guys reminding 
ourselves that sometimes when we go through stuff, it is not just about us, but it's about the generations that are connected to us. It's about the people that are connected to us. It's about them hearing what it is that we have endured so that it can not only strengthen our faith, but strengthen theirs. Because see, it's, and it's great to tell somebody a story after the fact, right? Because it's hard when you're going through to share what you're going through. Like you're, you're like, All right, I got to get through this first before I share it with anybody because I need to allow myself to heal. But sometimes it's while you're going through that you got to share as well so that other people know. For example, I had a conversation with a friend the other day and she said to me, you know, because uh, she and, and her husband, they had uh, been experiencing some some turbulence. And uh, Anthony and I, we, you know, were just there to support them. And um, she had said to me that when she had first learned that um, her husband had shared what was going on with with Anthony or with us, uh, she was a little upset about it because she was like, I don't want them to always think that, you know, we always got something going on or or what, you know, and and that, you know, just that whole that shame that comes with sharing your story right and then she said to me she was like because I basically had not shared anything um and so it just seemed like although she knows that we are not perfect that we go through our stuff too for her it was like I I didn't want to come off as being that friend who always needed something or you know always going through something and and you're never going through anything so I don't want to bring anything to you and in that moment God was like see this is why it's important to share your story because people will think that you don't go through anything people only see your highlights see this is why social media has its good and its bad side because we'll go on social media and we'll see everybody's highlights because ain't nobody really posting those bloopers unless it's to go viral and sometimes those bloopers ain't even real because they were created with the intention to go viral so you don't even know what's authentic right and so you're over here thinking that this this family or this couple or this mother this father this this woman this man you think they got it all together they thing you think that everything is going right in their life but you don't know the other side it's just like that saying the grass may be greener on the other side but this is what I add to it but somebody still has to maintain it listen there is no garden except for probably the one in heaven there is no garden on this earth that's just beautiful that doesn't have some type of weeds growing in it that does not have some type of overgrowth that does not have some care that is needed because there's somebody there to take care of it look at the plots of lands what we have left out here you know that is owned by the city when during the the especially here in florida during the the um the rainy season all of that out it, it overgrows it's overgrown and it's not until the city sends the maintenance workers to come in to come and cut the grass down that it starts looking nice again where the children can go out in the field and to play. But during that time when they're like, well, it don't make no sense to cut the grass because it's the rainy season. So let's just let it grow. It looks horrible. 
And and that's what happens. Like somebody has to maintain the yard. Somebody has to go out there and pull up the weeds. Somebody has to cut the grass down. Somebody has to prune the flowers, has to prune the trees, especially when winter comes and, and everything gets frostbitten and, and it's frozen over. Somebody has to come and trim all of that up so that when springtime comes, it the flowers can bloom. I tell you right now, I have a maple tree out in front of my yard and even though we live in Florida, we did get some harsh winter that came down from the north. And so my maple tree got frozen over. I saw my neighbor outside and he was pruning his maple tree. And he was like, yeah, I'm getting ready for spring. I was like, yeah, we need to do the same thing. Neither Anthony nor myself went out there and pruned that tree. And right now, this would be the time where that maple, um, I'm sorry, it's a magnolia tree, not a maple tree. The magnolia tree would be blossoming beautiful magnolias right now. I think I've seen like one on my tree. Why? Because we didn't prune it. We didn't cut back off of those dead limbs that, you know, from over the, the, the winter time. And so now my tree is just looking really weak, really. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for that tree. But that my, my point is, is that we have to share our stories. We have to share what's going on. Like, unfortunately yeah people will think that everything is okay when it really isn't and then once you open up your mouth it's like man you were going through that I didn't I didn't realize that you were I'm, I'm going through something similar how did you get through it and see there's some of us who are so ashamed of our stories that we won't tell a soul even though we know people know the gist of it right because our stories involve other characters right and so the other characters may have gotten their healing and their freedom from the shame that was attached to that story. So they tell it and they they'll share what's going on with them. And because, you know, the people know that you're connected to that story, that you got a part to play in it. They're like, well, what's your side of the story? Because, you know, that there's always multiple sides to a story. Right. It's this person's side, the other person's side. And then there's the truth. Right. And so a lot of times just like, yeah, you hear this testimony, but I want to hear yours because you were the one who did this and you were the one who did that. So and if we don't share it, there's a lot of people who's connected to us that can't break free because they don't know your story and how you made it through. See, we don't I don't I'm not sure why we don't realize how powerful our stories are and how much they can change somebody's life and how much they can help somebody get through their breakthrough. And the biggest part is, is that we're supposed to share our story because the Bible specifically says that, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And further down, I'm trying to remember what book of the Bible is in. Uh, I, I, and and it's, uh, it's not coming to me right now. But there's also a scripture in the Bible that talks about how how can they hear? How can they receive faith unless someone tells them? Like, how can they get it unless somebody tells them? If nobody ever tells them about the good news, about this God who is able to save, heal, and deliver, if nobody tells them that, then how would they know? And yes, there, there's other things about when you tell a person and whether or not they're in the, the, the mind frame to receive, but you're purpose is to share the story because see the bible also talks about how there are some that plant there are some that water but god makes it all grow 
Your job is to go out there and to plant the seed. Go out there and plant it and then another will come and water it. The the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, those who go out into the field, those who plant the seeds, those who water the seeds, those who sometimes even have to like um, uh, uh, cultivate the ground, those, those are the laborers. And we are all called to be laborers. We are all called to go out and share our story and tell people about what's going on. And it doesn't matter how many people at the time of you sharing your story hear it. Like, for example, I come on this podcast. My goal is to come on here every week and to just give you guys something that that can inspire you, that can help increase your faith, that that will, you know, just be a little words of encouragement, right? And if I look at my statistics, they're not the greatest. But for me, I'm like, this will live on here for however long podcast platforms exist. And so there could be one day that somebody who has never heard of Hannah or Hannah's world that may be just driving in their car and they, you know, or, or could be doing a workout and looking through their phone and looking for a podcast and they come across this one and they come across the episode that is just for them. That's the thing. Like, it will exist. There's YouTube videos. There are sometimes there's videos that have come up of um, Priscilla, uh, Priscilla Shire or um, matter of fact, the other day I came across a, a, a message from Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. And this had to have been from years ago. I think matter of fact, it was 2017. We are now in 2023. Okay, this was like six years ago that she did this message. But when I tell you this message that I heard that it was just for me in that moment. Oh, it was such a blessing to my life. So the thing is, is that your story can resonate with people for years to come. It can and, and, and it will be shared with other people. I just was watching um, was searching through Instagram the other day. And um, uh, I think it was, was it Lee Strobel? I can't remember, but it was his, it was, somebody else was sharing his audio recording. Uh, but I was listening to the story and he was talking about how he was talking to his coworker and he was telling his coworker to come and go to church with him. Now, this coworker he knew was an atheist. He did not believe in God, but he was like, the Lord told him to invite him to church that Sunday. And I think that that Sunday was Easter or something like that. And, and he's like, why are you telling me to invite him. Okay, God, I'm going to just be obedient and I'm going to have this conversation. So he's having this conversation with this man. And this man is like, I'm not going to church. I already, you already know this about me. I'm not going there. And so then later on, years later, uh, this guy comes up to him and he says, you, um, you may not remember me. Matter of fact, you probably don't even know that I was there, but there was this, this day that you were in the office. This was when he first started off as a journalist or something like that. Um, I'm paraphrasing the whole story y'all, but he was saying how, um, he was in the office and he was talking to this guy about going to church. And he was saying that he was actually fixing something on the other side of the cubicle. So he didn't know he was there, but he heard the whole conversation. And apparently this guy, the guy who was working on the, um, I think the air conditioner or something like that, he and his wife were talking about, you know, 
going to church because it had been a while that they had been there, you know, all that stuff and a lot of things were going on. And so he said that he decided to go to, to Lee's church that Sunday, him and his wife, and that transformed and changed their entire lives. And you see, so conversations that you are having with one person can be affecting somebody that you're not even aware of. It's your obedience to share your story. It's your obedience to go out and tell somebody what it is that you have been through because it is so powerful. It is so powerful. I Even with myself, there are times that I've been through things and I'm just like, all right, Lord. And, and yeah, I know the shame of not wanting to share what you have been through. And especially, you know, when you, you feel like you're going to be letting somebody down, you know, um, and, and that, that I would say is the people pleaser in me and feeling like I'm a disappoint somebody, but who, you know, I can't be more concerned about disappointing people than I am with disappointing God. Like if God told me that I'm supposed to share something, then I share it. And I, and a lot of times I got to check with him like, okay, God, because this story is not just about me. This story includes somebody else. I, I'll share an example um, with my daughter, with Skylin. You know, um, this is, it's her journey with her, uh, her different learning style, right? I don't like to count it or call it a disability because I don't feel like it's a disability. It's just a different learning style. All right. It she's not disabled or not able to do things because of this unique learning style that she has. She just has to approach things differently than the majority of other people. And the, to be quite honest, I, I really don't think there's, you know, the majority of people learn one specific way. Uh, There's so many different learning styles and there's so many different ways that people retain and obtain knowledge. But I, I digress. Let me get back to the story at hand. So the thing is, is that with Skylin's story and with her journey, um, not only did I have shame as a mom because I needed to first mourn what I thought or how I thought things would go with, you know, my child and in school and everything like that. But I also wanted to protect her because I'm like, it's not my story to tell. And how, you know, how does she feel? Because I know that even for her, there were before us recognizing this different learning style, she really thought that she was a failure, that she was not smart, you know, and that's something that she has to tell or share on her own. I did not want to tell that for her. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I didn't know if she was ready to share that story, but I had to realize that I had to share it from my perspective. And my perspective was the whole acknowledgement of when, of how I learned, you know, um, because I saw, I could see prior to third grade that Skylin was having a struggle and me being that parent, not being, not being fully aware. There were times that I actually fussed at her about like forgetting simple words when we would go over her sight words. I'm like, but you know, this word, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? And so all of that came back to me when I finally learned like, oh, she didn't develop like the phonics. She didn't develop this, you know, this was overlooked. And I felt bad. I was like, oh my gosh, here it was. I was being hard on my child. I I was just thinking that she was being unmotivated and she was really struggling. Like I had to deal with that shame. I had to acknowledge that 
and that hurt and that was hard to share you know um but I eventually God spoke to me and he said Hannah this is not about you because I also felt shame that like when I saw that something was wrong I didn't advocate for her more I didn't fight for her I was making it about me not intentionally but God had to show me Hannah this is not about you don't take on this shame this is not yours to have or to obtain like Don't take that on to keep you from talking and keep you from sharing the story because this is her journey. I already knew that it that this part of the journey was going to happen for her. And 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 this is going to be for her good. So don't make this about you. Don't take on this shame because there's nothing shameful about it. This is a part of her journey. It's a part of her testimony and she's going to overcome. And when I tell y'all, because now, yes, we are on the other side and when I say the other side I just mean like we're not at the beginning stages right we're further along because this was initially happening in third grade she's now a sixth grader and in the three years of of her journey Skyland when I tell you this has been her breakthrough year that my girl is on the National Junior Honor Society now she's over here with a 3.8 GPA you know she is doing well all of her teachers the last IEP meeting that we were in they were just speaking so highly of her and so it's like yeah there's still a journey there's still more road to go but what she has been able to accomplish in the last three years lord I thank you so I hope that you know what I've been talking about today encourages somebody to share their story because I'm telling you I'm I may be on the the other side and like when I say on the other side of this thing with Skyland all I'm saying is is that we are at the the point where she's seeing for herself where that confidence is really building that she because we had to work through that part right there was a part of building the confidence rebuilding the confidence helping her to believe in herself helping her to see that she can do this to helping her to advocate for herself there was that part and so now we're here where she is advocating for herself where she believes like yeah I am smart I can do this now and and this only motivates her to keep going and not to give up and not to to slack off on stuff but that to continue to work hard and so there's still times as a parent where I have to I you know have to to allow her to do things in her own time because she's getting older but at the same time still be there as a guide to say hey sky you know you you want to make sure that you're getting your c readers done you want to make sure that you're doing this so it's like i'm still journeying this with her but at this point i can share the testimony to say to y'all like hey this wasn't easy. <laughs> there were nights that I cried. There were nights that Anthony and I weren't even seeing eye to eye on the situation because he wasn't ready to receive it. He hadn't had an opportunity to mourn something yet. And I don't want to go too much into that because that's his part of the of the story and of the journey. But as the mom, it was nights that that I cried. There were nights where I, I was just like, I felt so alone in this. And so I'm just here to tell you, you guys don't have to feel alone because there's other people going through the same thing but you'll never know if they don't share and they'll never know that you're going through something unless you share and it was because somebody a a friend of mine was sharing her story on Instagram that I that that was one of the things that connected me to her because it was like oh you're talking about what's going on with your daughter oh I gotta listen what what is it that you're sharing what is it that you're saying and and that allowed me to start following her and then I was seeing what she was sharing and stuff and so now I've made a connection with her there's another friend who's going through you know the same thing so it's just like 
This is how people connect. This is how you build your village. This is how you build your tribe by sharing and connecting with people who also can support you and you can support them. And then that is how we build that community, that relationship that God had designed and destined for us to have, to have that fellowship and community to support one another. Because sometimes my faith may may be the the you may need to borrow it. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. Sometimes you may need to borrow your friend's faith because your faith right now is is stuck on unbelief. But you need your your friends to be praying for you to get you through. So anyways, y'all, my time is up, but I hope you got something out of the episode today. It is always my prayer that you do. Please continue to send in your listener letters to Hannah's World at 00, I'm sorry, Hannah's World 00 at gmail.com, or you can connect with me on Instagram at Hannah's World 00. Until next time, peace out, world.